Welcome, Emma Burridge. She is a senior yoga teacher, a teacher to yoga teachers, an acupuncturist, and she is living in Sydney at the Northern Beaches. I met Emma in 2015 in a yin yoga teacher training, and she was one of the head facilitators. And since then, I have been in love with the concept of meridians, the concept of being able to balance organs in our body and energy in our body. She describes herself as being passionate, enthusiastic, and a little bit unpredictable. Love it. Welcome, Emma. <laughs> Thank you, Kylie. Oh, Thanks so, so much. You're welcome. I was like, ooh, a little bit unpredictable. I like that. Well, I think we're all a little bit unpredictable, aren't we? I don't know. <laughs> I, surpri- I think I, su- I surprise myself just as much as I surprise other people, I think. So oh, that's-, that's probably the unpredict- where the unpredictable comes from. <laughs> oh, I like it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I just want to ask you first, I know some people that I know don't even know what acupuncture is. Can you give us a brief description of acupuncture? Yeah. I mean, I think it's... It's challenging to give a brief description, but I will do my best. So acupuncture is part of or falls under the umbrella of traditional Chinese medicine, which is thousands of years old. And it's based on, at its core, it's based on yin and yang, the theory of yin and yang. And then within that, there are other diagnostic tools or theories like five element theory, for example, which is one that I'm very passionate about. And acupuncture falls within Chinese medicine as a tool for treatment, essentially, or balancing of the meridians or the five elements and balancing of our yin and yang. And I guess if anyone hasn't had acupuncture, it involves sticking very tiny needles, very small needles, into the skin, into the muscular tissue, along the meridian lines and into acupuncture points. And there's at least 12 meridians, so 12 meridians pertaining to the 12 main organ systems. There's a few more as well, but we won't go into those. And then as far as acupuncture points, there's well in excess of you know 300 main points that we use but getting up to sort of 800 if my memory serves me correctly (laughs) acupuncture points wow so many questions coming into my head right now i've got to (laughs) choose which one to ask you next all right so starting with yin yang so masculine feminine energy is that what you're talking about yeah that's one way to explain it yin and yang can be explained as night and day light and dark masculine feminine but essentially if you think of the yin and yang symbol which should be familiar to most people which is the spherical or the circle with sort of the s shape rather than being like a straight half down the middle it's at that um s-shaped line and essentially there's generally it's represented as black and white and then within the white there's a black circle within the black there's a white circle. And what it basically depicts is it's a whole, but it's two halves that come together to make up a whole. Within those halves, there is part of the other. 
Yeah, so I remember in our teacher training, it was when I was totally engrossed, absorbed by what you were saying. I couldn't take it all in, but I was so excited about the meridian theory. Mm-hmm. So it was like when we talked about organs, I guess, when there could be a balance of chi and then an imbalance of chi, so both sides of the organ. Is that similar to the yin-yang theory? Kind of, yes. Essentially, five elements, like as I said in that little introduction, yin and yang is the pinnacle, if you like. It's the simplest form and it sits at the top of everything within Chinese medicine. So all, well, definitely five element theory stems from yin and yang. So the elements themselves can be divided into yin or yang or more yin or less yang, Mm -hmm. for example. And yeah, essentially what we're trying to do, if we just think about yin and yang, because it's the, the more simpler way to do it, essentially, you know, in a day, we fluctuate in ourselves from yin to yang within the balance of energy, just like a clock, how we go from midday to midnight. But as we progress through the day, in the middle of the day, we tend to be more yang essentially so we're awake we're active we're moving we're socializing we're interacting with other people that would be considered the most yang time of the day and the when our energy in theory should be at its highest at its most yang and then on the flip side of that is the evening time and when you think of it in the evening you get home from work essentially you're supposed to start to wind down have some dinner and it becomes, you know, that more rest, digest, you're easing into the night to prepare for sleep. And then the most yin time is um, considered midnight or, you know, in the in the middle of the night when we are most asleep and at rest. But yin and yang are constantly in this state of transition and movement and change. So there's never a time when it stops basically like every second that goes past you're either moving to be more yang or to be more yin and our energy goes with that is there ever a time when it's in balance and balance is a really interesting concept in chinese medicine in that you look at the yin and yang symbol and it is perfectly balanced Mm -hmm. but as i just explained that time exists for one millisecond of the day when Mm -hmm. those two times are are perfectly balanced like that, um, where there's equal parts of yin and yang. Because as that second, as we pass on to the next second or the next minute or the next hour, we're either moving to be more yin or more yang. However, that balanced state is balanced for that moment. And then within ourselves, we tend to also then have a predisposition of being by nature more yin or by nature more yang like and we live into that a little bit you know constitutionally so my balance my level of balance will be different potentially to your level of balance and so that's okay what we're striving for is not to be cookie cutter versions of balance we're striving for balance within ourselves and balance that suits us as individuals So cool. So someone coming to see you would then be assessed by you for their constitution. You mentioned constitutions. What does that mean? Yeah, so there's many ways you can look at constitution in Chinese medicine. And you can look at it in terms of yin and yang as a constitution. So if you think of, you know, a friend or a relative 
who's really outgoing and loud and um, loves a chat, they would potentially have a predisposition or a constitution to be more yang. They'd just be more yang in nature. Whereas you think of the opposite of that, someone who's quite softly spoken, more reserved, doesn't tend to chat much, is a bit on the shy side. Um, perhaps they do lack a little bit of, of confidence um, of getting up in front of other people. They could be considered a little bit more yin in nature or in constitution. Then you can we can also look at it in terms of the five elements, which is something that I introduced to you when we did our training a few years ago. So the five elements for those that aren't aware in Chinese medicine are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. Now within those five elements are different constitutional types, different personality types. So for example, earth would be the most neutral of all the elements. It's considered to be neither yin nor yang. It's somewhere in the middle. And earth people of that constitution tend to be nurturers, just kind of like the, the mother earth types, interestingly enough. And then the other elements, so you have um, fire and wood, they tend to be more yang, fire being the utmost yang of the yang elements. And then we have metal and water. Somehow we all fit into those elements, but also I should preface, and I didn't say this before, we tend to have one dominant element and potentially a second or sometimes a third. That, um, so we have one that is generally a standout, but we always will have you know, parts of, we have all of them within us, but we tend to have two or three that are a little bit more predominant, depending on the situation we're in, depending on also the time of life as well, we fluctuate. It's very interesting. I wish you lived in Melbourne. I'd be there <laughs> in a flash. I want to know everything. The meridian line theory. So you said there were lots of points in the body, which overwhelms me. So what I specifically mm -hmm. remember, I actually saw an acupuncturist and I was hysterical out of control. I was no good. He laid me on the table on my belly and he put uh, a needle into each point, I don't know, behind my kidneys. I'm not even sure. And then put some uh, something on top that he burnt to put heat into my body. Mm -hmm. Probably probably some kind of moxa. Yep. Okay. Did it, did it, did it have a, an interesting smell to it? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was probably moxa. Beautiful. That tends to be what we use. And so I had never been to an acupuncturist before. And mm -hmm. three seconds, I reckon, calm, different person. It just soaked into me. I don't know what happened. So my fascination is with how you can treat people not only for physical ailments but mental and emotional stuff as well. Is that correct? Can you help with that? Yeah, look, acupuncture, um, I mean, as I said, it's thousands of years old and it's a whole diagnostic system that is used to balance these energies within the body. It can be used potentially to treat anything from asthma to eczema to anxiety, all of those things, it, it has, it does, it can show some effect. I have to be careful what I say because I am an APRA registered practitioner and we actually can't claim to be able to successfully treat anything. So. That's okay. Emma is just giving her own opinion. It's not successfully treating anything. She's just saying what she could help with. 
yes, that, thank you for that disclaimer. That's but, okay. <laughs> that's exactly what I have to be very clear and candid when being recorded. But yes, essentially, look, it, it's there's a lot of things at play, I think, when you come in for an acupuncture treatment. Obviously, depending on, on what's going on and the way we look at the bodily systems, particularly by the sounds of it, the practitioner was addressing your kidneys. So kidney energy is considered the most yin, but it's also considered one of our fundamental energies in terms of our life force. So yes, if our kidney energy is depleted, for example, then that's when we start to see signs of fatigue and um, potentially even fatigue leading into depression, leading into signs of early, um, early aging, all those kind of things, the kidney supports our life force, our zest for life. So strong, healthy kidney energy means in, in Chinese theory is like longevity, basically. And so it's the energy that you want to nurture and protect. And the things that deplete our kidney energy are basically overwork. So if you're overworked, working too hard, burning the candle at both ends, in, in TCM, we say that you're depleting your kidney energy and your kidney stores or your kidney gene. And that, as I said, that can give rise to fatigue and depression and just like it can, you know, in, in Western medicine, burning the candle at both ends, they have the, the new diagnosis or the new catchphrase is burnout. Right? Yep. And we see it a lot. We've been seeing it for years. It's burnout isn't a new phenomena. It's just that finally Western medicine has, has given it a title and given it a diagnosis that's actually being recognized by you know, doctors and you can write it on a medical certificate and now it's starting to be taken really seriously. But essentially burnout is, you know, kidney energy fatigue basically in Chinese medicine. So I need to come and stay with you for two weeks and (laughs) (laughs) you need to fix my kidneys. And also I went to my myotherapist and he's like, no, no, sorry, osteo. And he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, your liver is way out of whack. And I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. no, what do I do for my liver? Help me, Emma. Why would my liver be out of whack? So again, need to preface this, when we reference the organs in Chinese medicine, there's a loose connection to the Western term of the organ. So if we're saying, oh, your liver's depleted, your physical liver inside your body, as it pertains to Western medicine, is probably doing just fine. It's it's your liver energy. Yeah. So you were right in how you said it. We do just often say your liver is depleted, your kidney is depleted. Basically, again, liver is another common one in our crazy Western world where we're all surrounded, particularly in at the moment, with heightened states of stress. Um, we're, again, overworking. There's so much stimulus the liver energy pertains to wood and the wood energy is a yang element. So wood is a yang element and it one of its emotions is anger and frustration and oh. it's where we exactly. exactly. <laughs> so a lot of us relate to it. It's definitely one of my predispositions. So, you know, stress is a very common thing in all of our lives. So stress exacerbates or aggravates this liver energy. Then when we do things, you know, like we all, well, not we all, but a lot of us love a drink Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's such a big part of our culture that just like in Western medicine, alcohol affects the liver 
alcohol also affects the liver in in Chinese medicine. So you know, all, many of us use alcohol as a um, a way to calm our nerves, a way to ease the stress. Whereas it's actually just pouring fuel on the fire, basically, and exacerbating this liver energy and this liver heat is what we call it. And liver, if you can imagine, if you're pouring heat onto the liver and the liver is already hot, when you're hot and frustrated, that is what gives rise to, you know, potentially these outbursts of frustration and anger. And you get what's called that short fuse, which we we all know that the slightest thing will just set us off. And one of the ways to cool that fire or to calm that heat in the liver are things like yin yoga. You know, it can also be doing the right style of yoga, even doing a vinyasa practice can actually help us move through it. But there's also a fine line where the exercise, that high intensity exercise can also potentially add to that stress. Again, just like in Western medicine, where there's now we're starting to hear things about cortisol and cortisol levels. And if you're actually wanting to relax, that high intensity exercise that actually stimulates and boosts cortisol even more is just perpetuating that adrenal fatigue and those exhaustive states. So it's finding an exercise that can help you to balance and control your cortisol levels, but also keep you fit and healthy and moving and satisfied and stimulated in that way too. Fascinating. So Mm. that's so cool. I love it. I love you know so much. You're so clever. I looked on your website and Facebook page. Now this Mm -hmm. fascinated me too. I saw you sticking needles in your face. So oh, yes. I was like, oh, my God, can you give yourself a facelift through acupuncture? Was mm-hmm. that what you were doing? It's my new found love. I absolutely love it. because, Well, it's called cosmetic acupuncture, and it's probably not the most perfect name for it. Facial rejuvenation acupuncture is probably a better one. But, yes, essentially facial acupuncture, I'm using it for aesthetic purposes and to basically, you know, help – curb aging, stimulate collagen production in my skin to combat, you know, the little lines and wrinkles that I've got over the years. And basically, I don't have anything against people who do want to get Botox or fillers, but it's just not something that I want to do. And I'm starting to see a growing trend in people who are living these healthy lifestyles, eating organic food, and then realizing that perhaps putting a neurotoxin into their face is not necessarily along the same lines particularly when they've been trying to avoid they're trying to avoid pesticides and avoid all these toxic chemicals to then actually go and use botox is a little bit counterintuitive it's what i'm using and it's amazing and i love it and the people i have been doing it on are loving it and just getting great results let me tell you listeners emma looks fantastic (laughs) seriously every time I look at her I think you look so young oh my god I don't know how you do it so I'm coming to stay for a year (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to contact Emma she's in Sydney in the northern beaches and she's on inbeing inbeing.com.au for facelifts whatever you wanted like to do (laughs) everything the other thing I'd like to ask you about is spring so we're in spring so are we looking (laughs) at balancing certain things in our bodies coming out of winter yes spring is 
one of my favorite times in Chinese medicine. So basically, hopefully, well, I know you all have been in Melbourne, hibernating for your winter <laughs> period, <laughs> eating beautiful, nourishing root vegetables and bone broths and hearty soups and getting all those beautiful, good nourishment from your winter veg and um, winter meat, like your lamb stews. So you've been stocking up and hibernating. And now spring is that time to brush off all the cobwebs. And just like us, the flowers bloom in spring, we as individuals bloom in spring. So all that stored energy is ready to now be used. And we're very blessed in this country in that we have such a long spring and summertime. So we really do get to enjoy it and embrace it to the fullest extent. But pace yourself, obviously. That being said, we have got a long spring, summer warm period in Australia. So there's no need to go rushing out and burning all through your energy. But it's very much a time of renewal. It's a time of setting new intentions. It's, It's like, it's almost like, the start of a new year, the start of spring. It's very refreshing. I like that. Yeah, Sankalpa in yoga, setting new intention, isn't it? So yeah, very much. Great idea, especially because the sun's out. It always makes me feel better when the sun's out. Something mm-hmm. else I saw on your website, you've done lots of posts on skin. Now, I've always, my whole life, had dry or scaly skin, ichthyosis, I think it's called. Oh, okay. And I actually ordered from your website onto, I went to Free Spirit, I think it was, and ordered some ah. microalgae oil capsules. I got a bit excited. So The Omega-3s. Yes. But you've gone the vegan Omegas. Gone yes. vegan so Omegas, yes. The, like, basically, if I can give people any tips on skin one of the particularly in Australia we have so much UV exposure and we actually have quite harsh weather although we don't tend to have you know crazy snow or anything like that through the winter unless you're living in the snowy mountains uh, you know in certain parts of Tassie we still have a lot of harsh weather from the UV rays we have wind we have salt So we get it all in this country and a lot of dryness. And in addition to that, dietary-wise, I think it was some statistic around 80%, definitely above 70% of Australians are deficient in omega-3s. And omega-3 is one of the good fats that we actually need to basically give our skin that lubrication. So... Omegas is the way to go in terms of getting your oil back into your skin, basically. So orally, you can do it topically, but orally is the fastest. That's brilliant. I can't wait to use them. I've said to my nine-year-old daughter, we're getting some oil capsules. She's like, yeah, mum. <laughs> yeah. And in addition to that, you know, yes, a lot of people think, oh, but I have a lot of salmon. And Unless you're specifically buying wild-caught salmon, which is very hard to come by in this country unless you're getting it imported from Canada, it's a farmed fish anyway. So then the levels of omega-3 are you know, way a, a lot different to what a wild-caught salmon is. Mm. So unfortunately, it's one of the things that you pretty much all need to supplement with. Yeah, It's awesome. a good quality omega-3 so we all get enough omega-6 generally like omega-6 is not one that we need more of because most of us who are eating a balanced diet with good fat so 
um, avocados and avocado oil and nuts and seeds, we do get enough omega-6. It's the omega-3 that we're often lacking. Okay, great. So if you need to find more information on that, again, go to inbeing.com.au. You can email Emma. You can have a consult with Emma. Just see what you need from her. So Emma, it has been so awesome talking to you. I think we'll have you back definitely. Please. Please, I'd love you to. But have you got a quote you'd like to share with us? I do. It's very simple. And this is something that I think over the last few years has just just really been what I live by in every situation and it's show up, add value, care. So really simple and I think if you apply that to every situation, no matter where you are, whether it's a work situation, whether it's showing up for a friend, even if it's showing up for something that you don't particularly want to do, if you show up, you take the position of adding some value to whatever the situation can be and as long as you're there with a caring heart and a caring nature it'll be seen i love it that's beautiful thank you so much emma for your time thank you kylie no thank you so much for having me oh it's been lovely so you're on good health radio with kylie roger we've been talking to the wonderful emma about all things chinese medicine and she will be back to join us again thank you so much and we will be back after this break